Hey, listen to Commander Who Cult Podcast, episode 141. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. Today we're going to ask the question, remember when Cobblade was good? No. Now hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? Whole bunch is going down. We're coming. We're rounding out our Remember When It Was Good arc. We're going to get to what we're going to talk about in a second. Please don't turn us off after the intro. (laughs) We've also got more updates on our merch. A couple other very special things we want to talk about. We're going to update you on our giveaway. But before we do any of that, we have to thank our official, official sponsor, FaceToFaceGames.com. They're Canada's biggest magic store. Very much so. I got my order from them. Excellent. Me too. Funniest thing ever. So I'm walking down into F.U. Jesse's basement. We're all playing magic, and I got my order from them in this big box, like this big box. Yeah. (laughs) And you were like, I hope there's one card in there. I was like, there totally is one card in here. (laughs) But there was also an Ultimate Guard Ammonite backpack. Ooh. Ooh, So I got that, and then buried under all the peanuts and the packing foams and the papers and the plastic bag that I sold to a kid in China. Because it's full of Canadian air? Yes. Good on you. Montreal air specifically. Gross. Was a blast zone. Ooh. Yeah. So that's going straight into my land deck. And I cut a non-land, so it's up up to like 64 land now. (laughs) Makes ad nauseum better. Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, that backpack was pretty cool, but there's no drink holder. There wasn't Ah. a TV tray you can fold out so you can eat off of it while you game. That's that's the next piece of CCO merch we're getting. There aren't tripod legs that come out the bottom so that you can put it and open it up next to your chair. Oh, no, dude. Uh, I've got all the tripod capabilities that I need. (laughs) Uh, don't Google that. Nope. Got there. You know what was in my order? Nope. Remember last last uh, week we talked about Painter's Servant? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Grindstone. Oh, you're <laughs> such a shit. Hey, man. What are you even going to put that in? I was... It kills one player. It doesn't, even, it doesn't even win you the game. Well, maybe I'll have to untap it with all the untappy, tap, tappity, tap, tap artifacts that I have in my Stax Traxa deck now. Now? Yeah. What does that mean? Well, I've updated it to have a bunch of stuff so I can tap my stacks pieces at the end of other people's turns so I can untap all my shit. Why don't you just play Urza? Because I'm not a scumbag. You're playing a Traxa. I'm playing stacks Traxa. It's way less scummy. Way to... S- and we proved you, that last you, night because Urza beat stacks Traxa. Well, yeah, you're, you were playing a real game last night. Yeah. There was Urza, stacks Traxa, Marin, and... Slimefoot combo. Aristocrats... Protean Hulk slime foot combo. Yeah. I know that not like those last two aren't, and maybe not a Traxa Stacks is like real CEDH, but come on, that's as close as you can get pretty much. I could have played Norin. I think I probably could have taken that game down with Norin. Yeah, I'm, if you're playing against a combo Urza list, Norin can stop that, but so can Stacks. That was a long game, wasn't it? Well, yeah. Well, Trinisphere really. Oh, it, yeah. Yeah. Trinisphere. Trinisphere. Is a, <laughs> it's a good ass card when they're playing things like Force of Will or Lotus Petal. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah, it's, it's, or it's anything in the Marin deck or the Slimefoot deck. <laughs> yes. Because it's like one and two drops. Yeah. Unless it was a Massacre Worm. Yeah, we got Massacre Worm like three times. <laughs> yes. It's ridiculous. Massacre Worm that I saw Jesse sacrifice to get mana to play Rishkar's Expertise, and he was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I guess I draw two instead of six. <laughs> F you, Jesse. Oh, good plays. Good plays. That's it. That's a fun CCO night. That's a Tuesday night magic. Yeah, that was a good one. That Not was, to be confused with uh, 
EDH and M, which would be Friday Night Magic. Yes. Yes. Or Saturday Night Magic when we go to the face to face games open in Regina on November second. I had some messages on Twitter and stuff saying, "Hey, we're gonna be there. Let's like f you." Yeah, if you're gonna be in the uh, the Queen City, I think they call it's not Charlotte, like down south. It's it's Regina. So if you're going to be in the Queen City of Saskatchewan, by all means, come by, come up, say hi, say hello, play a game with us. It's going to be a great time. Very much so. Now, two things. I know that Regina is Greek for queen, and I think that they just wanted to be called the Queen City because Saskatoon is the Paris of the prairies, and it's much nicer here. It's way nicer here. It's actually a really nice city. By, all, by virtually every metric, Saskatoon is better than Regina. And if you're listening from Regina, just look out your window. I'll give you a second. That's why. Couldn't have said it better myself. That's right. Second thing, we've got a $25 gift credit certificate voucher. There we go. Got there. And <laughs> just checked off all the boxes, right? For face-to-facegames.com, you have to get a face-to-face games account. Go to face-to-facegames.com. Leave your boys Ryan and Brando a comment on one of their episodes saying, man, good pickup, good guys. Good yep. guy Ryan, good guy Brando, yep. sort they're, of. They're super smart and handsome. Bonus points if you say we're handsome. Hmm. Yep. Yes, bonus points. You don't get any bonus dollars, <laughs> but bonus <laughs> points in our book. Yes. And that'll get you entered in at the end of the arc to get yourself the $25. Which is cool. You can buy things like grindstones or uh, stuff from the upcoming Eldraine. Yes. Zone of Eldrain. Can, can I make the joke? You won't have to Eldrain your wallet. Thank you, Smitty. You already did, and I won't edit it out. <laughs> I know. That's the second week in a row. Should I just use it every week? No, probably not. No. Probably no. not. I'll jump out the window myself. Yeah. I'd be chasing you to throw you out the window until you jumped out the window. Yep. Yeah. What else we got going on? We have one more giveaway. We have one more giveaway, and that is, I want to call it Attack Cats, because that's what I called my version of the deck. Uh, Feline Ferocity is the name of the 2017 pre-con cat deck featuring Erebo and Miri. Miri and, and Nizan. And Nizan and, and his, his, and his, his hammer. hammer. Yeah. <laughs> Don't Google that either. But uh, it's a sweet deck. There's lots of cool stuff in there that I think has flown under the radar. So you're getting some good value. You're getting a really cool deck. It's a great starter point. Wizards is always releasing new stuff for it. Usually one per set, which is pretty cool. Yeah, one cat per set. That's like three a year. And they're all good so far. I've cut a cat for each cat that they have released so far. Oh. So it's it's a pretty cool deck. You get entered to win that by you go over to our YouTube page, you leave us a comment, you take a dump on the like button and then bury it in some smelly sand like a cat would. Oh, yeah, that, that's yeah. On, on point there. <laughs> it's on brand. You can also go over to our Facebook page. You can check out our giveaways posts that we make about such things share that like that get it out there we'll get you entered in and at the end of the arc we're going to do draw and somebody is going to take home the cat deck very much so usually i uh, usually once per week i'll do a facebook and a twitter where it's like re re share retweet post you know the words i'm trying to say you spread guys. the word yeah and that'll get you entered that helps us out a lot because it does turn eyes and ears over to commander cookout including commander cookout Dot com. Where all of the giveaway information and our social media coordinates are all located there. So if you want to interact with us anywhere on the internet, it's all in one handy place on the website or in the, the show notes down below. Very much so. You, you got me there. I had a brain fart. Last thing about CommanderCookout.com, as you say, all of the details for the upcoming 
CCO merch. Merch. Have we ever called it merchandise on air? Why would what's merchandise? I know that's not the cool hip thing that the kids are doing these days, but maybe some old dudes like I was gonna say you, but what I mean is you and I, maybe they don't know what merch is. And that's like merchandise, right? Like shirts, stickers, other things that are just getting finished up that we can't quite talk about yet. Yep, we're getting there. We have a couple of T's to dot and I's to cross. And lowercase J's. Lowercase. Oh, yeah, I guess they do have a dot. And uppercase J's get crossed as well. Do they? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to say they do. Sure. Uh, Uppercase T's get crossed too. Yeah, whatever. It's, it's, It's fine. They got little hats more than crossed. Okay. Because it goes on the top, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, there's, there's more stuff going on. We're going to have all the information at the Commander Cookout podcast, commandercookout.com slash store. Is that what it is? I believe so. Yeah. And while you're there, you can in the next few days or week while we're getting all these merchandises, merch things set up, you can go there. What we're going to do is set up some kind of PayPal link for t-shirts it's going to be somewhere in the ballpark for patrons twenty dollars for shirt and you get a free new and improved cco sticker ordered today oh baby so it's coming for non-patrons it'll probably be in the ballpark of 25 dollars or so and the stickers new patrons are going to get those upon sign up or if you want one for like every single deck box that you own which would be cool on the planet yeah man they're probably going to be a dollar a sticker they're also very well made, so like if you are ever in orbit and they punch a hole in your window and you're going to get sucked out into space like some kind of sick human-alien hybrid, you could cover the hole with a CCO sticker and you would definitely make it back to Earth alive. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that you probably would. Absolutely you would. They're, they're very well made stickers. Very much so. So those really go a long way to help us fund things like our deck giveaways, our website hosting, our domain, all that stuff. All that stuff really helps us keep bringing it all to you yes so that all being said we do have a couple new patron shout outs and then we do have a deck yeah you know what we haven't done for a long time what's that talked about the commander then talked about a whole bunch of other different stuff let's do that let's sure do that. yeah let's do it okay so our deck for today uh is sort of based on oh goddamn cobblade uh yeah, we'll go into what that was in a minute, but let's read our general first. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about what that piece of crap deck yeah. was in a second. Our general is Geist of St. Traft. He is a 2-2 spirit cleric for Azorius and 1. He has hexproof, and whenever it attacks, you get a 4-4 white angel creature token with flying tapped and attacking. Exile the token at the end of combat. So he's a 2-2 for 3, hexproof. That's fine. So he's like kind of on raid as a 2-2 hexproof for 3. Sure. But when he attacks, you're going to beat for six. Yes. Not terrible. Four of it's in the air. Let's talk about something else. Yeah, F that guy. And F that promo art, too. I like the original one where he's like praying in that dark church with all the candles. That sounds way badass. Yeah, we, we, he's got the armor on with the stupid glowy symbol. I just want to slap him. You couldn't. Your hand would go right through him. I can slap ghosts. <laughs> Patron shoutouts. Patron shoutouts. And funny nicknames. If you want one. You can head to patreon.com slash CCO podcast. First shout out, Robert Bishop. Robert Bishop. Now, the, when I heard this, I immediately thought of something. I'm going to play it, and it's going to be awesome. Here we go. Here, here, here. Is that on?
Get away from her, you bitch! Yeah, that's my second alien reference I've made in the last, like, five minutes. <laughs> I didn't even know what the first one was. Oh, yeah, no, when you get sucked out the window. Yeah. That's right. And if you were on the CC, if you were watching the CCO pre-show, you would have known that I've never seen not one of those movies. That You should, you should remedy that. They're very good. Even if you only watch, like, the first two. Sure. First one's like a horror space sweet-ass classic, and the second one's just a kick-ass movie. Yeah, which one was the James Cameron one? Second one. Oh, yeah, that's, just that's like... That's the one that, that clip is okay, from. Okay, I get you. Like, like T2, Judgment Day, Best Terminator. Exactly. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this fucking face that's on the screen right now. It's terrifying. It's all teeth and hissing. And slime. And slime. And there's like three people inside that suit, because it's not CGI yet. Whoa, I was going to make a cam girl reference. I guess I could still. You probably with, still You know, three people inside or yeah, what have you. Yeah. <laughs> Don't Google any of that. Nope. Next shout out. Now, no name, no address, no nothing. Just this is this is what it is. Canon die. Canon dies. Canon dies? Canon die. Canon dies? Kill it. Now, okay, full disclosure, we did Google this name before the show. But... And the only we thing, don't we don't ever recommend that people Google stuff. Yeah, you gotta watch Google, and I mean, you know, we're we're professionals. Very we much can, so. We pick our shots, and the only thing that came up was an Instagram account for somebody who is one hundred percent a Russian sleeper agent. He's he's definitely a Russian spy. So I'm thinking maybe this might be that guy. And since he hasn't got a real name, we have to give him a Russian name. And my favorite Russian name is Ivan Drago. Ivan Drago, uh, the Russian from Rocky Four. Correct. If he dies, he dies. That's the one. I like it. Yeah. Ivan Drago Kennan dies. Yeah. Welcome to CCO Nation. <laughs> Why do people want these? I like it. <laughs> Last shout out, Alexander Gatke. Alexander. Sort of sounds dirty. Kind of. Gatke. That's, that sounds dirty. Okay, let's let's burn them and make a magic card reference. Okay, okay, let's call it. Let's because Alexander, short for that is Alex. Sure, Alex sounds kind of like Xlax, and Gatkey sounds kind of like Latchkey, as in Latchkey Fairy. So Xlax Latchkey. I'll take it. Get dumped on, sir. Get dumped on with Xlax, <laughs> <laughs> just like on Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Very excellent. So thank you. Welcome aboard. Again, patreon.com slash CCO podcasts. We will butcher your name and then give you well, another <laughs> name. And I'll butcher the website too. I didn't even say it right, but you know where to go. Link will be in the show notes below. Yes. Deck? Oh, man. When we planned this arc and we said we're going to do this, I had I had to hold my nose. And I, I had to sell you on this one. Yeah, I was, I was a tough sell, but at the end, I was pretty excited about it. Now we're doing it. I'm regretting it a little bit, but we're going to get through it. It's going to be good. It I is, believe in you. It is actually going to be good. We've got some, we mentioned in the pre-show, some very old school cards that were part of a deck that used to be good. We've got some stuff that is part of an old extended deck that used to be good, yep. now modern, that recently have become quite expensive. Yes. Should we yes. get into some Creech? Let's let's talk about the deck a little bit first. Sure. Okay, Cobblade is a deck that is centered around Stoneforge Mystic to get, I'm not going to say broken equipment, because equipment is rarely actually broken, except for Sunforger. Fuck that thing. The equipment in this deck isn't broken, because like you say, equipment very rarely is broken, but because you 
could search for it with Stoneforge Mystic for two mana and then put it into the battlefield of Stoneforge Mystic's ability, you couldn't counter the equipment. And we're talking about World Wake era, Innistra the original Innistrad block era, and then Mirrodin Besiege, New Phyrexia era, where you could get equipment with your Stoneforge like Sword of Feast and Fatman, but more importantly to this deck when it was in standard or extended or whatever, more importantly was sort of War and Peace and Batter Skull. Yeah. So you could search up your Batter Skull with Stoneforge Mystic. This is so powerful that it's popular in Cube. It's popular in Legacy and Modern. Like this is a real strategy still to this day. And then it has uh, Jace the Mind Sculptor as backup. And in the original version of the deck, it was called Caw Blade because the Caw came from the Squad Hawk, which is a shitty creature that when you play it, you can find other copies of it and put it into your hand. Now, you're glossing over that part because under normal circumstances... It's a shitty creature. You can't do that in Commander where you cast a card and you search for other ones with the same name. There are a very small amount of those. One, we just got another one in uh, Throne of Eldraine. Yeah, with seven of them. Yeah, red seven dwarves or whatever, right? Yep. So we're playing Squadron Hawk, Screeching Seahawk. Shout out to all the Seahawk fans. And what's the last one? Welkin Hawk. Welkin Hawk. They kind of all do the same thing. Screeching Hawk, 2-2 two, two for five. Flyer, when it enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a card named Screeching Seahawk. Reveal it, put it into your hand. Squadron Hawk. 1-1 one, one Flyer for 2. When it enters the battlefield, you may search your library for up to 3 cards named Squadron Hawk. 3. Yep. That. Yeah. So all of them in a constructed format. Yeah, uh, so you go like turn 2, Squad Hawk or Stoneforge, whatever you do, right? You get your Squad Hawk, and you literally just draw 3 more Squad Hawks. Yep. And then you put your equipment into play, uncounterable with Stoneforge Mystic's ability, and you equip your Flyer... And then you just back it all up with all the best counter spells in the format, and all the best removal, and Jace the Mind Sculptor. Yeah. And then Stoneforge Mystic and Jace the Mind Sculptor were banned out of standard. Yep. That really happened. Yep. And I was I was totally okay with that. One of the oh one, we, did, we we didn't say what Welkin Hawk did. Same thing, except when it dies. When it dies, you 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 search for another Welkin Hawk and you put it into your hand. It's called that ability Roost. Roost? Yeah, like when you come home to roost because the birds are coming home to your hand to roost. Maybe that's what it is. I was, yeah, maybe that's, it's like it's that. funny that that ability is kind of unique to hawks in magic. Yeah, got there. The deck was miserable, but this one is not. So we're going to, we're going to get into some creatures right now. Sure. All right. So we've talked about burbs. Let's talk about things that copy burbs. We're playing both clever impersonator and stunt double. And there is one other one in the instant category. It's Cackling Fiend. I'm just going to cover it now. Cackling they all... Counterpart. Oh, yeah. Cackling Counterpart. What's Cackling Fiend? That's a, that's that magic card. It's red. It has a picture of us on it. Oh, no. That's Heckling Fiends. Oh, it's Heckling Fiend. I don't know what Cackling Fiend does. That then. sounds like it's us, too. Yeah, it's probably still We're, we're going to appropriate that card. Yes. So these are all clone effects. They enter the battlefield as a copy of target creature, and you copy one of your hawks. I like how I can just shortcut to that. Hawks, because they all do the same thing. Right. And we're going to see later on in the deck how we can get another hawk from our library when one of them enters the battlefield. So there's some tricks and hoops that we got to jump through, but we're going to make it good again. Absolutely. Also of note, Clever Impersonator can also copy your equipment. Oh, yeah. That's a thing. Not you, not one of them because it's legendary, but we, we'd certainly be wanting to copy some batter skulls. Yeah, you get a batter skull, you get a sort of feast and famine. It's, what does Joel call it? Be scully? 
Yeah, I don't know. Can I say that? I, I keep ass- asking you if I can say stuff. I, ass- I assume so. I can't I'm going to say it. Be Scully. I'm sure it's fine. Uh, it's totally fine. <laughs> Next, we have Sarah Angel. Okay. Throwback. Why are we playing Sarah Angel? There's way better 4-4 flying vigilance for five. Like, yeah, I understand. But Sarah Angel, throwback all the way back to 1996. CCO Nation. How many of you were even alive? Lots. Probably lots, but probably not all of them. Definitely not all of them. There was a deck, and you can look it up. It's on Wizards' website. It's everywhere. You can look it up. The deck. Ben Blyweiss. It played two copies of Sarah Angel, and it won on the back of attacking with them after you lock your opponent out with things like Moat and Mind Twist, and it was way back in the day when it was still called... Type 1. Type 1, yeah, exactly. So it was like you could play all the Moxes and stuff now we would call this a vintage deck, but in 1996, this was type 1. It wasn't type 2 or type 1.x, which was standard and, like, extended. Yeah. And this was the deck that started to make people understand what card advantage versus tempo advantage was, and this was the deck that started to really make people understand how modern magic works. You could spend cards to gain a tempo advantage in things like your Moxin to power out an early Sarah Angel and then counter stuff with your counter spells or whatever functional equivalents they had to gain a tempo advantage on people or you could play a really long grindy game and build card advantage through things like Moat where you just spend four mana and one card to shut off every single one of their attackers. So this Sarah Angel represents the deck which was a blue, white, black, and I think it had green in it too because it could cast Regrowth, which could get you back your Sarah Angel if they did actually terror it or whatever. You so. could also play the uh, the Time Spiral version of Sarah Angel. like It's the it's a 4-4 Flying Vigilance for white-white, but you can't play it on the first like three turns of the game. You could also play that. You could also play the Plane Shifted one where it's a 4-4 Flying Vigilance for... And it's a Sphinx for blue, blue, three. It's the same exact card except blue. Sure. Sure. And then we, we talked about her already. We got Stoneforge Mystic. Search for an equipment. Put it into your hand. You can pay two and tap her. She's a one, two. You can put an equipment onto the battlefield. And we have a Tribute Mage. That could be a Tribute Mage. It could also be a Trophy Mage. And you would just have to decide with Tribute Mage, do you want to search for a two, two? Or with Trophy Mage, do you sorry a two drop equipment, or with Trophy Mage, do you want to search for a three drop? So that just is the flex spot. You could play either of those. It's just an instance. Instance. We already talked about Cackling Counterpart. Puts a copy of a creature you control into play under your control. Has flashback for seven. Yep. Next up, we have Condemn. Condemn. This was from. I want to say this was from like the extended version of the deck. Exile target attacking creature. Its owner gains life equal to its toughness. The creature goes, you tuck the creature. Oh, yeah, uh, bottom of the owner's library. Yep. That's right. You're also playing swords. We'll just get that out the way. And, hey, just by the by, let's say you have your squad hawk with a sword or whatever and somebody goes to kill it when it's attacking. You could tuck it with condemn and you could theoretically find it again as well. And, like, you could... Flashing your cackling counterpart because it's an instant when somebody kills your squad hawk, and the cackling counterpart coming into the battlefield will say, Search for three more squad hawks. Your other squad hawk will die, but then you can search for it. You can tuck it, gain, say, four because it's equipped, 
find the squad hog, put it back in your hand, play it again. He's ready to go. Yeah. So those are the kind of hoops we have to jump through. Crazy hoops. Then we got uh, commit to memory. Same type of thing. Commit is an instant put target spell or non-land permanent into its owner's library second from the top. And then the other half is each player shuffles his or her hand and graveyard into his or her library, then draws seven cards. That's right. So you could theoretically cast your squad hawk. I don't know why you'd want to do this, but you could cast your squad hawk, and then in response to its search for another one trigger, you could put it back into your library and find it again. Maybe if you wanted like a like a, a second cast trigger for something, we'd have to build that into the deck though. Yeah, but there's 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 ways. Yeah. Then we got uh, Counterspell, Cryptic Command, Deprive. Those were all Counterspells yeah, of varying sorts. And they all represent different points in this deck's history. Counterspell is the deck from 1996. Cryptic Command was in Extended and yep. probably in this deck. And Deprive is blue-blue as an additional cost to cast Deprive, return a land you control to its owner's hand, and you counter a spell. And you can return lands that either gain you life or scry or have some kind of marginal effect. Then we got Evacuation. Remember when that was the de facto blue removal sweeper? Yeah, before uh, Cyclonic Rift was printed. Can we just, we can just say, remember when? Yeah. About remember when evacuation, evacuation was good, yeah. yeah. Right. Learn from the past. Target player shuffles his or her graveyard into their library, and they draw a card. That's an instant. So if you cast your Squad Hawk, sacrifice it for mana in response to its trigger, you shuffle it in, you find the same Squad Hawk again. How about Mnemonic Nexus? Instant for blue three. Each player shuffles his or her graveyard into his or her library. Now, all of this shuffle into their library business is to get you your squad hawks in response to sacking them, in response to the trigger, but they also act as graveyard removal for somebody who's doing graveyard stuff. Marin things or dredge things or whatever things. Yeah, yeah. butt stuff. Can I call it that? <laughs> sure. Uh Obligation. Oblation. Oblation. The owner of target non-land permanent shuffles it into their library, then draws two. Squad Hawk. Shuffle it in. Draw two. Squad Hawk again. Nice. That's a draw two at instant speed. It's fine, isn't it? It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It yeah. also acts as a removal spell. That's the important part. Yes. We all we have a path. I've got decks that earlier. Everybody knows that one. We have a Sphinx's Rev. Just remember when that card wreck standard, we talked yep. about it a couple weeks ago. We're talking about it again. Remember when it was good. I think it was in this deck too, wasn't it? Probably. I think it was. Oh, no. This was newer. This was in Return to Ravnica. Right. Yes. Instant yeah, speed, draw X, gain X life. Jesus. Hello. Stream of Consciousness. Target player shuffles card from... No. Target player shuffles up to four target cards from the graveyard into their library. Nice. Yeah, that's, we're, we're doing Squad Hawk stuff. Hit some sorceries. We've got Day of Judgment, Wrath of God, Supreme Verdict, all sweepers. Yes, and Supreme Verdict, same deck as that Sphinx's Rev, ruined that standard, and Supreme Verdict's actually getting played in Legacy now. I've seen it in a few lists because it can't be countered. It's got the coolest art, I think. It's that art cool. is really, it's not as iconic as Wrath, but man, it's, it's a laser from space, dude. I think that's like a tornado around a building. Yeah, nuke him from orbit is what that is. It's my third alien reference. Sure. <laughs> I, uh, I don't actually know what it is. I'm not going to look. I'm just going to go with what you're saying. Next up, we've got Finale of Glory. I won the game with this last night. White. Ooh. White, white, X, create X, two, two, white soldier creature tokens with vigilance. Oh, I thought there were one ones. Ah, still won the game. Who cares? If X is 10 or more, create X, 
four four creatures with flying and vigilance also as well fucking both yes that's how we reviewed that yes <laughs> holy shit that's a cool card so i i paid 12 but i got 20 dudes and i got like 700 power you know what else i had out furnace of wrath doubles all damage that'll get you there probably. so i just attacked with like one of my four fours died but i attacked with nine four fours and then doubled it yep that guy was dead d-e-d dead deed uh oust is the last one this is just a relic from the original, I want to say, standard version of this deck. It's a sorcery for white. Put target creature into its owner's library second from the top. Its controller gains three life. It's like a headshot on an Eldrazi in that art there, too. That's crazy. Yeah, That's something just, something yeah, like rail that. Railgun just shot that thing's head off. <laughs> All right, there are four enchantments. One of them is Journey to Nowhere. Exile a creature until Journey to Nowhere leaves the battlefield. Of note, you can stack the triggers if you want to sacrifice your Journey to Nowhere before it's leave the battlefield thing resolves. I don't know. Look up, look up. Um, Oblivion Ring's the better version. Like yeah, look up Oblivion Ring trick. Just Google that, yeah. and you'll you'll know what we're talking about. And we got Leyline of Anticipation gives all your stuff flash. Yeah, and it's a Leyline. In important for just squad hawk stuff, right? Yes, we have Moat. That is a relic of the deck from 1996. Nothing without flying can attack. It's like $400. Probably doesn't need to be in here, but I want it to throw back hard. You could play a Magus of the Moat if you're desperate for Moat stuff, but you know you like money. Or a Tefri's Moat from Invasion. I think that is creatures of the color of your choice can't attack you without yeah. flying. Yeah. That's so fine. That's a thing. And Remembrance is the last enchantment. Whenever a non-token creature you control dies... You may search your library for a copy of that creature card. If you do reveal it, put it into your hand. So you can have your squad hawk die or your welkin whoever die, shuffle it back into your library in response to this is trigger to find it again. We're gonna, and we're going to find out how to do that. If this card was printed after Watsy hears this show, because we know they listen, hmm? this card would say all creatures you control have roost. <laughs> We did it. Yes, we did. I, w I was wondering where all the cards are in this deck. It feels yeah. like we're almost done. No, 25 artifacts. Lots Sorry, of artifacts. everybody. Okay, so we're going to group a few as we do. We got Azoria's Locket, Azoria's Signet, Commander's Sphere, Mindstone, Sol Ring, Talisman of Progress, and Thought Vessel. Those are all of our rocks. They do all sorts of different stuff. Everybody knows what those do. Yeah, they give us mana so we can play our stuff. So we'll kick them out the way. And we will talk about Ashnod's Altar. And we'll talk about Ashnod's Altar. It's a sacrifice for us to get mana. So we can sacrifice our Squad Hawk in response to searching our library. The same goes for Phyrexian Vault. Sackadoo draw card. Yeah, both are good. All right, then we got uh, our first equipment in the deck. The equipment that I think most people probably associate with Stoneforge Mystic in Batterskull. Yeah, Legacy Cube. Just jumped in price when Stoneforge got unbanned in Modern. That's what actually prompted us to to build this deck, right? We we're coming back from Vegas. Here, nobody knows this story. I said, me, you, and Joel. We're sitting. We just landed in Edmonton or Saskatoon. We I don't even know where we were because it was like we got two hours sleep. Yeah, the end of that trip is just a blur. Yeah, so we landed in Vegas, and I opened up my phone. You take it out of airplane mode, and I open up Facebook or whatever. Oh, banned and restricted announcement. Oh, Stoneforge, unbanned and modern. Hey, Joel, did you see this? He's like, what? <laughs> He's like, 
how much are they selling for? Sold out everywhere. We were like, uh, well, we see them on like eBay or this place or that place for $100, or $80, or whatever dollars. Foils are like 200 The judge ones are like 1000 Like all this crazy, crazy talk. Right? So much money. Yeah. So he goes to our local Facebook group and he posts four foil stone forges for what's like three thousand dollars yeah he's just like i'm just gonna sell these for a thousand dollars each or whatever or four thousand dollars or whatever it was and then you just got a bunch of troll comments yeah oh man it was so good he trolled everybody and they trolled back it was fun yeah it's good it's it fun, fun. That's so a- batter skull five cost equipped creature gets uh, plus four plus four has vigilance lifelink living weapon and you can return it to your hand to dodge removal yeah and of note Living weapon is when it enters a battlefield, it just equips to a zero zero and just becomes a four four. So you don't have to equip it to anything, and you can just start beating it. Yeah, it's just it's a Sarah Angel, is what it is. Yeah, with lifelink instead of flying. And you know what? Because you can return it to your hand, you don't really care that it doesn't have flying and it gets blocked. Because if it's gonna die, you just bounce it to your hand. Yep. You're gonna have the three mana left over if you played it with Stoneforge. It's a, it's, it's a solid card. Next up, of cranial cranial archive. Can we take a minute and just tell everybody in CCO Nation to look up the art on this card? It's like a dead, like a melting skull with a some kind of ether Thing tube smashed through its face. Yeah, that's, that's messed up. That's man. wild, hey. Yeah. So two drop artifact, pay two and exile it. Target player shuffles his or her graveyard into their library, and we draw a card. So yeah. we target ourselves in response to our. Squad Hawk search when we sacrifice it, or when our Welkin Hawk dies to find the Welkin Hawk again. How about Credit Voucher? Ooh, Mask Special. Yeah, baby. Two drop, two tap, sack Credit Voucher. Shuffle any number of cards from your hand into your library, then draw that many cards. It's a cool card. So you, what do you? Why did I put this in here? I don't remember. You tell me, man. I don't know. Do you play your? Squad Hawk, and then bounce it in response to the search, and then you put it into your deck with Credit Voucher, and then you draw that many cards? And then search for it and get it anyway. And I, you I search guess. for it and get it anyway. It's a roundabout I way I think of that's doing. what I put it in there for. <laughs> <laughs> you just, you oh, man, that's what we're doing. It's, Welcome to CCO Nation. It's just a hoop. <laughs> All right. The, uh, I'm going to shout out to one of our local guys that plays at EDH&M, the Matt O Special. Elixir of Immortality. Oh, yeah. That's a thing. Yeah, he plays this in every deck. It's his favorite thing. Sure. One drop. You pay two, tap it, gain five life, shuffle Elixir of Immortality into its owner's library. And your graveyard. You shuffle it and your graveyard into your library. Yes. Shuffle your graveyard in. That's why it's in there. Along with our next card. Felden's Cane. It's a one drop artifact. Tap, remove it from the game, shuffle your graveyard into your library. Easy as so, pie. That lets you sack your squad hawk and then get it back into your library to find it again. How about Ivory Tower? Throwback to the deck. This is one of the ways that it generated like some some long game so you could get its Sarah Angel out. At the beginning of your upkeep, gain X life where X is the number of cards in your hand minus four. So if you had a ton of cards in your hand, you could just gain like three life a turn, two life a turn, three life a turn every turn. And because it's a one drop, you play it on turn one, you just gain, you know, three life, three life, three life. You draw a card, then you gain your life. Do you think the ivory tower in the basement of that is the rack? It's one of those sinister towers? Could be. Because it's like the opposite of the rack. Could be. 
I'm Nick. gonna I'm gonna lump Ventures Journal in here as well. Five drop, no max hand size. At the beginning of your upkeep, you gain a life for every card in your hand. Kind of the same thing. It's like a modernized one where it's kind of just better, but costs five. Let's let's bail out of modern stuff and go back into Mercadian masks stuff and talk about Richard and Pawn Shop. Oh yeah, two drop. See, this is this is why like um, tribute mages in here. Lots of two drops. Yes. Pay two, tap, shuffle target card in play into your library, into its owner's library. That's Squ- cool. Squad Hawk, respond, shuffle it in, <laughs> find it again. <laughs> why am I doing this? I, I need a payoff for doing this. <laughs> is there like Storm? I don't, I don't know, know, man. It's, it's, you know what? It's too bad that we could have made an infinite loop with Squad Hawk and Rishid and Pawn Shop if Paradox Engine wasn't banned because we just got Mana Rocks. <laughs> Unban Paradox Engine. Let's start a petition. <laughs> I want to play my Rishidan Pawn Shop. <laughs> Only in CCO Nation. Only here. You heard it here, guys. <laughs> if you have never played with our next card, it will change your life if you can find one. If you have a friend that has one in his trade binder, just trade him for it real quick. Real quick. It's a cool card. Scroll Rack. Scroll Rack. Another two drop. Pay one. Choose any number of cards in your hand. Trade them with that many cards on top of your library. The card is awesome. Yeah. It is it's expensive as hell though, so I got this, I got this. Squad Hawk in response to the search, bounce it to your hand, scroll racket on top, find it. Jesus. <laughs> I don't remember if I put any ways to bounce Squad Hawk. It digs you one card deeper into that deck, man. Hey, they, this, this is how we're gaining card advantage in the long game. Haven't you ever read anything by Ben Blywise? He built he built a deck. He built the deck. <laughs> Oh, man. Can we clump these next four, like, F these cards, right? We will clump them all together. We have Sword of Feast and Famine, Sword of Fire and Ice, Sword of Light and Shadow, Sword of War and Peace. They Those... all give protection from two colors, plus two, plus two, and some kind of ability bordering from the insane to the marginal. I would call some of the abilities marginal. Yes, you're right. Okay, fine. They're good. One more equipment. It's Jeet. I feel like I built this equipment suite, dude. Yeah, right? Well, I, I picked ones that saw play in extended and i picked ones that saw play in legacy and i I picked all the best ones because those are the ones that stoneforge mystic finds that's why it got banned (laughs) (laughs) jeet is unbelievable we we haven't talked about it for a little while uh whenever equipped keeter deals combat damage to anything it gets two counters the jeet gets two counters specifically jeet and you can remove a charge counter from jeet and you choose one of the following things Equipped creature gets plus two, plus two till end of turn, or a turret creature gets minus one, minus one until end of turn, or you gain two life. It's a pump spell, it's a removal spell, it's a life gain spell. Yeah, I feel pretty good to equip that to a Sarah Angel. That is a... Or a Batter Skull. It's a solid, solid magic card. Yep. How about Thran Foundry? Remove Thran Foundry from the game. Target player shuffles his or her graveyard into their library in response to Squad Hawk. And the last one is Wand of Vertebrae. You can tap it to mill the top card of your own library, but wait, there's more. Exile it, shuffle your five cards from your graveyard into your library. Squad Hawk things is what that is. Yeah, you know, I feel like there should be more ways to bounce Squad Hawk and do stuff with it. You know what? We're cutting all the equipment. Cut the equipment. We're all in on the Squad Hawk things. 40 turn clock per player. Booyah. We're playing moat. We're safe. <laughs> Counter spells to blow up or to stop. Uh, That's how it works, right? Disenchants. The deck. The deck. <laughs> All right, last section. And there are a few cards in this section. It is the Planeswalker section. Yeah. Again, just a throwback to 
various decks throughout the history of Magic where these Planeswalkers were good. And I want to put specific emphasis there on Elspeth Knight Arendt was good in Shards of Alara Day and the Five Color Control Day and stuff, right? Elspeth Sun's Champion was good in Theros Day. One of those two, I think, was even a one-of in the deck we're talking about. Probably, And, and probably Gideon was the, in there, too. Yeah, the first Elspeth had to have been in, in the Squad Hawk deck. Because she can jump whatever batter skulls attached to, and you just crush. Because she gives plus three in flying, yeah. plus four from batter skull, and then whatever the native power is, gets seven. Yeah. It was always or, the germ or, token, or ten, or whatever yeah. it is. It's like two hits when you have a Elspeth, right? Yeah. Gideon was in the same thing because you could equip Gideon when he becomes a creature, right? We played Jace the Mind Sculptor because he went right alongside Stoneforge in that Cobblade deck. And for anybody who hasn't ever played with or against Jace the Mind Sculptor, this is the Jace the Mind Sculptor that was emergency banned in standard. This is the Jace the Mind Sculptor that was banned before modern was even a format, right? Yep. Same Jace the Mind Sculptor that sees play in vintage and legacy. Give him a read. We'll read this one and the next one because they're both like legacy all-stars now. Jace the Mind Sculptor is a three loyalty planeswalker for blue, blue, two. It has four abilities. The first ability is plus two. Look at the top card of target player's library. You may put that card on the top or the bottom of that library. So that would be known as Fate Seal. This is the first four ability planeswalker we've ever seen, too. Yep. You rock your opponent's hand until it's empty, and then you sculpt their draw until they rage quit. Until they get nothing, right? That is right. They have a zero ability, which is Brainstorm. Uh, just for zero, zero is Brainstorm. Yeah, four mana, Brainstorm every turn. That is draw three, put two from your hand on back on top. In any order. It's very cool. Yep. Uh, minus one, return target creature to your owner's hand, because of course he protects himself. Of course he does. No, it's a return target creature. Oh, yeah, to its owner's hand, so they can't attack. Yeah. It also lets you return your Stoneforge to find a second equipment. Yep. Or you could bounce your Squad Hawk. Yes, that's what I'm going to do. There it is. <laughs> yeah. And his ultimate ability is exile all cards from target player's library, then that player shuffles their hand into their library. And as I said before, they ain't got no cards. So it's you kill them by milling them. You mill kill them. You kill them by milling them. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I actually, you know what I wanted to do just based on Ben Blyweiss, the deck? I wanted to play Mind Twist in this deck so I could Mind Twist one person down to like target player discards X cards at random. And then I wanted to Mind Sculpt them. <laughs> could you imagine? Oh, Getting be... Mind Twisted and then Mind Sculpted in EDH? Oh, man. This is this is why people think what they think about me, I guess. <laughs> yes. Am I turning into F.U. Joel? Yes. Okay, well, let's yes. re read on. The next Planeswalker, just to just to illustrate my point, is Narset, Parter of Veils. She is a five-loyalty Planeswalker for blue, blue, one. She's one of the uncommon ones, so she only got a down tick. And a static ability. The static ability is each opponent can't draw more than one card each turn. And her minus two is you look at the top four cards of your library, reveal a non-creature, non-land from among them, put it into your hand, the rest go on the bottom. Hmm... At least you're not playing Windfall, dude. Give you that. Yeah, you know what? I put her in here to exist exactly right beside Jace the Mind Sculptor just to demonstrate that those two cards and Tefri Time Raveler also in this deck. Yep. All are seeing play in Legacy and Modern. Go figure. So give him a read. I'm sure that everybody who plays Standard and Modern knows what he does. Tefri, Tefri 3. 
Tefri 3, the Time Raveler, is a 4 loyalty planeswalker for Azorius and 1. Each opponent can cast spells only any time they could cast a sorcery. Get wrecked. Plus 1. Until your next turn, you may cast sorcery spells as though they had flash. Also get wrecked. Minus 3. Return up to 1 target artifact, creature, or enchantment to its owner's hand. Draw a card. I could return my moat so my batter skull could attack. And then I could cast it again so yours can't. I could also up one him to cast my oust, tucking my squad hawk in response to squad hawk. <laughs> yes, you could. I'm really driving that home. Last yeah. card, just for the feels. Is Sarah the Benevolent? She's, I'm assuming, a throwback to the Sarah Angel. Yes. She makes Sarah Angels with her minus three ability. She's a four loyalty planeswalker for four. She has a emblem for her ultimate where you, as long as you have a creature, you can't lose the game essentially by taking damage. Yeah, she's got like uh, some kind of anthem effect. Sarah Angel and Worship are her three abilities. Yeah, and she's she's pretty. I'll, I'm going to say it. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's no she, Google Caller Gisa, but she's she's okay. She's fine. She's no Google Caller Gisa. <laughs> I don't want I don't even want to know. Lands of Note, I just want to talk about Celestial Colonnade because that card was like 40 bucks in standard because it turns into a 4-4 with flying and it's a land. That was in the Stoneforge Jace deck. Yes, it was. I threw that in there just for you, buddy. Yeah. You know, this card was a... It, it gave me... I almost had a stroke. I hated that card so much. It's like, I'm being beat down by a land. <laughs> yeah. How am I getting beat uh, down by a land? A flying land that you can't do anything about because, like, you go to... Terminate or Terror it or whatever, and they'd just be like, yeah, uh, negate. Oh, man. <laughs> when, they, when they printed Combust, my whole life changed. Is that like destroy five, a creature or a land? Five damage to a blue or white creature can't be countered. Ooh. Oh, dude. You main decked it? Oh, you're damn right I did. <laughs> there was so much Codblade in this city, I could main deck Combust. That, and that card has work. sideboard written on every single surface of it. Yep. Yep. And I mainboarded it here, and I, <laughs> and, it, and I played it. I played it game one. It was... Great. Here's my Bane Slayer. <laughs> no, you dink. <laughs> I think that was an actual conversation I had with somebody once. I believe it. Yeah. So that's the deck. That's it. Yeah. That's, I mean, just your kind of basic land package. Some gain lands because you can bounce lands with that one card. It's uh, fine. There's a strip mine. There's a yeah. maze of it. All the kind of stuff you expect to see in an Azorius kind of control ish shell. It, it's there. So strengths and weaknesses. Classic feel. Traditional control, blue, white, flyers, draw, go, except it's call, go. Nice. Yep, very much so. Awards, skilled threat assessment. Block with my squad hawk here, have it die, shuffle it back in. Don't block here, eh, maybe I'll batter skull next turn. Feeling cute, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling cute, might batter skull you, whatever. Yeah, that's that's you know what I was going for. Yep. Weakness. Had to had to make some some cuts for, you know, some... Less than you want to do squad hawk things, you you gotta really commit (laughs) to doing squad hawk (laughs) things in EDH. That's right. And the budget, you know, with the things like moat and batter skull and stoneforge and jace now, those are expensive cards because modern and legacy. You don't have to play them, there are suitable analogs. You could squad hawk harder instead of playing those expensive cards. Yes, it is slow, but again, if you have. If you are particularly good or experienced in assessing the board state and reading people to know when you're okay, yeah, you'll be okay with a slower deck, right? And, I mean, if you're playing it for the funds instead of for the wins, this is fine. Oh, you know what I just thought of, too? I'm playing Finale of Glory in there. Could have been Entreat the Angels just to throw back to Miracle's deck 
Pro Tour, whatever that Alexander Hain won with Miracles, like the first Miracles deck where he just packed everyone into a deck and then won Pro Tour Barcelona or whatever. Yeah. He's Canadian. Neat. He's a face-to-face guy. Cool. Yeah. We're in the same, like, umbrella. That's him. Speaking we're, of- We're practically a- pros. Oh, yeah. there it is. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. We play Squad Hawks. We play Jaces. I'm, I'm cutting Finale now. I'm playing in Treat. There it is. Yeah. There we go. Speaking of uh, cutting cards and stuff, the, the casual competitive meter on tappedout.net for this deck says that it is 100% competitive. 100%. 100% it's, competitive. It's all of those ways to bounce Squadron Hawk, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like It's like the, the algorithm looks and says, you show his value, you see this? too much value he's got stoneforge and jason the same deck <laughs> combo of the day <laughs> ridiculous hey get this let's let's jam through this spice calculator real quick because i got i got one for you okay, let's do it peep this popularity on edhrec.com our boy geest of saint traft seventh most popular commandy oh yeah there he is there yeah. he is he's right above lavinia azorius renegade i'm surprised that she went up so quick and she's well she's good she's you should put her in your stacks deck or something, right? She's in there. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I'm, our, I'm way ahead of you. <laughs> okay. And he's right below Noyan Dar Royal Shaper. I played him, and I hated it. Yeah, what in the actual hell is with the order of those three cards? That is messed up, man. I don't know. People like their lands to be creatures so I can Wrath of God them in my deck. Right? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. So he's the seventh most popular. 2.98 converted mana cost of this deck. Jesus. That's why it's so competitive. Right. Yeah, that's yep. it. That's it, yep. It's fine. Tudors, we've got Stoneforge. Are we counting that? I would count Stoneforge. Are we counting the Trophy Mage? Trinket, no. What are we playing? Trophy Mage? Tribute Mage. Yes. We're counting that? Yep. It says search your library for a card. That's Well, we could cut it. <laughs> and if we did, 63.5 spicy. Wow, that's excellent. Well, I'm playing lots of stuff that isn't like two Geist of St. Trafty. <laughs> Very true. You got us there. If we are playing two tutors, we've got a uniqueness rating of 46 cards different. So it's like almost all the cards That's different. most of the deck. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? We could cut, we could just play like a couple equipment, right? Like what are you playing Legacy or Modern? You're playing Batterskull and one sword. And we're playing like Batterskull and four swords and Jeet. We could up our spicy real good by cutting all of those and just playing like some jank ass equipment or nothing. Yeah. We could do it like the legacy decks do and just run two equipment. That's it. Anyways, 50 with two tutors. That's fine. Nothing that's fine. Nothing pass wrong with 50 that. test. Yeah. It's we, we're we passing 50 test and we're playing a bunch of planeswalkers, including Jace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay, right? Yeah. It's, it's, that's, that's how we like to do things. Yep. Yikes. Should we talk about a card of the week? I think I think I like one of those pieces of crap for masks, but I kind of feel like it's just got to go to Squadron Hawk. I don't know. What do you think? I think we should pick a masks thing. Not because I'm a huge fan of masks block, which I am, but because there is literally no other time where anybody's going to play Squad Hawk. There just isn't. Yeah, I suppose. Like we could tell people to grab Squad Hawks to play in modern. Yeah. Maybe casual kitchen table magic. Recommending that people play Squad Hawk in EDH is best left to the professionals or the statistically unwise. And we will leave our audience to decide which one of those camps we fall into. 
Well, we know which ones we fall into. Of course we do. And nobody else is playing it because nobody else is statistically unwise. Exactly. Oh, wait a second. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. Rishidan Pawn Shop it is. Is that where you were going? That is 100% (laughs) where I was going. Give this piece of crap a read again. What's the foil multiplier on that bad boy? All right, Richardson Pawn Shop is an artifact for two. It has two tap shuffle target card in play that you control into its owner's library. Non-token permanent. Is that a... Oh, it's a card. Yeah, I guess. But well, you some, know what I'm saying. That's some of that garbage oracle text. Yeah, you can't... You, it, it allows you to make a, not make a token. Like, you can't go call me... Garden and then next turn Rishidan Pawn Shop search for whatever I want. Sure. It's got to be a real card. Oh, but you can shuffle a land in. Yeah. Non-token permanent. Yeah. Wow. You could pawn anything. It's like going to PA. Yeah. And you get nothing for it. That's the best part. You just put it in your library. Oh, that is like going to PA. Yeah. I thought I was getting a squad hawk. No, you, no, you, get, you, get, you get jack. Why did we pick this card? Because it's awesome, and I'm sure somebody in CCO Nation is going to find a way to do it. Well, we've already done it. Yeah, well, Squad Hawk, though. Anybody out there, if you have any use for Richard and Pawn Shop, because I think you should find one. It's going to be good. Well, any avid CCO nationalites may or may not recognize that from another list that we did last year. Whoop. Just throwing it out there. Uh-oh. It's also good with another card that we've featured before. I wonder if it's been the card of the week before. No, probably def- not. Definitely not. Probably not. If you would like to try pawning your own stuff, coming up with ideas and sending them off to us, you can own this fine, fine, fine piece of cardboard for the low, low price of 50 American cents, 77 Canadian dollars. If you want that foil multiplier, this is a good one. It's nine bucks <laughs> or 278 million Canadian. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's actually why I don't have a foil Richard and Pawn Shop. <laughs> because it's $9. It's nine dollars. It's a rare from masks that's fifty cents yeah. or nine dollars. That's right. I love a good foil multiplier me, like that. Me too. You know what my favorite foil multiplier from Vegas was? Which one? I found alternate art Japanese narsets for non foil for thirteen bucks. And the cheapest one I found in foil was like 300. It's crazy. <laughs> I saw one of the. Don't even get me started on the Liliana yeah, I gonna, foil. I was going to say, I found the Liliana foil, and it wasn't even in their like baller, their baller case. Oh. It was like in with the rest of the Japanese alternate art planeswalkers, and it was like 20 bucks, 30 bucks, 15 bucks, $1,200. Yeah. Holy crap. Somebody must have missed the memo. And you know there was some like flick, some freaking guy looking at it, kind of beating off a little bit under the table, going, "Oh, it looks just like Terra from Final Fantasy. So it's the only face that guy can draw." At me, nerds. Nah, I'm not into it. I won't at you. I'm just I'm not that into it. I'll just take I'll take any I'll literally take any other Lily. Every single one is, is more sexy, including Jank Face. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, man. I said it. Have we come to the end of another adventure? Yes. Usually we yes. Usually this is where we pack the milk list into the back end of the episode. I don't know, it's probably a don't Google that joke in there. Hundred percent there is. But you know that it's gonna be swords to plowshares. You know that it's gonna be Azorius Signet. You know that it's gonna be some three drop removal spell or a mana rock. Then you know it's gonna be Wrath of God. I don't know. I feel like this is going to be a hit on almost everything up the milk list chain yeah, today. We're, we're gonna hit the chain, we're gonna do the stuff, so just 
we're going to skip it. And you point. know it's going to be Draco at 16. Yes. <laughs> and nobody should be playing that. And it's just going to make me mad. And we're having a good time. We're having a good day. Let's not let's not spoil it with that. I kind of want to do it now. <laughs> just, just, just to see if it's Draco. No, that's it. Another instant classic. You know, as soon as you play Squad Hawk and EDH, classic. Yeah, so bust it out with your friends. They'll uh, they'll appreciate it. Oh, baby. And remember oh, this hashtag all, Squad Hawk things. Yeah, all you need to do is is all you need to do is shuffle your hand into your library after you bounce Squad Hawk. It's easy. It's come on, it's easy. There's nothing to it. It's nothing to it. <laughs> Insert crickets? No, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's 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 a thing. Give us a rundown of the the giveaways, the merch. Thank you to everybody who listens. We don't say that enough. Thank you to the patrons. Thank you to all of the Twitter and Facebook followers, the Potomatic followers. Thank you to the Discord users, suggesters, the people who helped us decide on what merch. Also, if you don't like the merch, F those guys. <laughs> Absolutely. F you if you do not like the merch. Are we absolving ourselves of all responsibilities and blaming it on the people who like clicked on a button on the Twitter poll? Nah, our merch is rad. People will like it. Yeah, you're right. I think they will. And if they don't like it, they won't buy it. And that's unfortunate. But you know what? The people who do like it will buy it and be happy with it. And that is what's important in the end. Very much so. Also important is you are helping support future deck giveaways, future I'm going to say other product giveaways because we've got a couple plans. Again, everything's in the works for the additional merch and a couple special deals for the the patrons. I'm not going to. I'm just going to leave that at that. Giveaways. Final thoughts of the day. Feline Ferocity Deck. Check out our YouTube page. Check out Twitter at CCO Brando CCO Podcast, or look at our Facebook giveaway posts. Share those. Spread the word. We'll get you entered in. We're going to give away Feline Ferocity here in the next couple of weeks. If you would like that twenty-five dollar credit from face-to-facegames.com you just head over there sign up for a new account make sure your email address is on it when you win after you leave a comment on one of our episodes on there bonus points if you say how handsome we are we'll get you sent up we'll get you i guess not sent a 25 dollar credit we'll just have it added to your account i think that's how that works very much so i tell the dude he puts it on your account you buy stuff for free it will just appear it's amazing it's magic final thought of the day as it has been a well-known and well-lamented fact, I am not the biggest Azorius fan, but I really like this deck. I think it's cool. It's a throwback to something that was a bad memory for me, for me in Magic, and Ryan helped me take it back. Made it into something that I think is positive and cool, and it'd be a lot of fun to play. And maybe you're not going to win a ton of games with it, but just playing it and being able to like play a Squad Hawk just to search for the Squad Hawk again, and how many hoops you have to jump through, and how many cards you've committed. It's awesome. Dude. Brian Kibler won a pro tour with this. With this? Sort of. Right. So it's also won a pro tour. It's won a pro tour, so, I mean, it must be good. Excellent. That's all we need to know. So we've come to the end of another episode. i got to thank our generous sponsor, face-to-facegames.com. They're Canada's biggest magic store. And super importantly as well, I have to thank all of you for being with us. Thank you for the support. Thank you for listening. And we will catch you again on another very special episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Ooh.